Welcome to the podcast, Travel Nursing and Allied Life, hosted by TravCon. Today, we have a traveling step-down RN from Brooklyn, New York, who's currently working in the state of California. When he's not on duty, he's working on bringing travelers together at Med Travel Hub, which he founded in 2018. Now, Med Travel Hub is providing opportunities for others to become part of a unique community of adventurers. Thank you for joining us today, Jonathan Pierre. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And what a nice intro. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, we've been wanting to have you on for a while. You've done, you were part of TravCon last year, part of the speaking circuit. So it was great to have you on there and to bring this back. Now, we missed a year of TravCon because of COVID. And we wanted to bring some of the speakers, some of the travelers, some of the exhibitors sort of to connect with each other in a time where we really can't get together for, you know, another year. So this is a great way to sort of bring to light people that are doing other things, people that are just traveling. Uh, it's, our, it's our way of bringing people together. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. And, and I love that you guys are doing it, especially, you know, considering everything going on now, um, bringing people together is, is kind of taboo. It's, it's, you know, it's not something that is easy to do. There's questions about should you do it? That's a whole other conversation, but the, the way in which you guys are, you know, utilizing the digital landscape and, and not just, you know, settling for what is, but creating a space where we can kind of still, you know, maintain uh, connection, you know, to the people we care about, share with, it's, it's great. And I appreciate you guys are doing this. Excellent. Yeah, you got to find a way, you know, there's, you got to find a way to keep connected, to keep the, the hope up and the enjoyment and got to enjoy life still, despite how hard it is. Absolutely. Before we get to your med travel hub, which I'm really excited to talk about, I wanted to talk about your particular assignment. You actually stepped away from the bedside for a few months uh, lately on this one. And I wanted to talk about it because a lot of travelers would be interested to hear about what you're working in right now. Yeah, absolutely. I not only stepped away from the bedside, I ran away from the bedside. Uh, <laughs> all you bedside nurses out there, you know, no shade. Uh, it's, it's been a very, very tough year. Um, you know, for bedside nurses and shout out to everyone who's out there, um, you know, really helping the general population, helping the communities of people as we all deal with what's happening with this pandemic. Um, but I had an opportunity to step away. And, and right now what I'm doing is um, akin to telehealth, but it's, it's more like triage. So I, I am a, a, a triage nurse with Stanford Healthcare. And essentially, I guess like the summary of that is let's say you had a surgery, a knee surgery, and you're seen by you know, an orthopedic surgeon and you're with the ortho clinic and you have a question after hours. Now your doctor could be paged, you know, five, six, seven, 8 p.m., but that's not something they really wanna do. So they have triage nurses come in and they work you know, after hours. We do things during the day as well, but they kind of intercept those calls, triage the situation. Um, there are protocols that we can follow and help the situation at that point of contact or then escalate it to an MD and get further advice or recommendations. But it's, it's a really, really good service, both to the patients who can feel that they call, they can call at any time to get anything, any question that they have answered and feel like somebody's there to answer that question. Um, and then to the providers who can have somebody, you know, can delegate some of that responsibility based on protocols that they determine. Um, so they're not inundated with calls all night long. I understand you're doing this as a, an official travel assignment, right? This isn't a staff Yeah, position. no, this, this is a travel assignment. Yeah, it, it, but you know what? There are 
a number of nurses. You know what it's like in all your healthcare professionals when you work at a great place and you know travelers who used to be travelers and they're just oh, yeah. like, yeah, I have to transition. It's that great a place to work. It's one of those places, especially if you were looking for something new to transition away from the bedside. Um, it's, it's a very different type of job, um, but Stanford you know, University, Stanford Healthcare is, is a great institution to work for. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I've seen a lot of travelers make that transition, like where I'm working. Uh, but yet yeah, it is a traveling position. So any of you traveling healthcare professionals out there, you know, check it out. And who did you get the assignment with? Um, so American Mobile has the contract, but any one of their, you know, sister companies, Nurse Choice, and then there's a number of others, they, you know, have a lot of subsidiaries. They're all under American Mobile. So American Mobile has that contract. So I would suggest right. you contact them or any one of their, their, you know, sister companies. If you have a company that you're already working for and you have a good relationship with them, check with them first because usually they could subcontract through. That's what my company ended up doing when I really wanted an assignment at a certain place. They said, ah, you know, it'll because we have to subcontract through, it might cost a dollar or two less, but I can get you in and keep you. And that was a way to go. I said, absolutely. You know, I, I'm, I'd rather stay with the recruiter that I know and love than... Uh, just hot because of an assignment. So know that you can subcontract through. Right, it's a very fun point. I see so many travelers, not just wanting to, not necessarily wanting to step away from the bedside, but wanting a change, wanting something different. And this is a cool way to do it. You know, you do it for three or six months. It's a cool assignment to do it. Now, do you do it remotely or do you have to drive in to do the position? Yeah, that's a good question. It sounds like something that could or should be done remotely. Um, so we actually do drive in. We work at a, a building with a number of different services for Stanford, one of which is, um, I don't know the official name, but like if, if you're a patient and you're calling about your meal or your tray or something that you want, it actually goes to the building where we work. Um, the triage nurses are there, ED nurses are there doing phone triage, and then um, this department is there. But no, it, it is a position that we have to go in for. It's relatively new. Stanford has had their, their service, um, clinical advice service, for about five years. So that's, that's kind of a baby. Um, Kaiser also has this for nurses who are interested. Mm -hmm. um, Kaiser has had theirs for, for a number of decades. So they have their position uh, remote. Same type of job, they have it remote. I think it's mostly Southern California. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I do know for sure there's an assignment based in Southern California for this type of job remote with Kaiser. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm pretty sure Sutter has their setup as well, too. They Sutter has one, too. That's a large system. Yeah, absolutely. There's a the few, it's it's not as um, pervasive at, as one would think, mm -hmm. but there are a, like a few, a handful of systems, hospital systems that have, or, or big hospitals, Stanford is in the system, that have a service like this. And the position is called triage, or triage nursing? I don't know what other hospitals call it, but for Stanford, it is uh, clinical advice services. Thank you. That's uh, that's going to be something that a lot of lot of travelers are going to be interested in, either for a break or if they're really nervous and they want to get away from COVID. It's a it's a good way to do it till our vaccine yes. ramps up. Thank you. Yeah. Now let's move on to your baby, which is basically bringing travelers together, which we really feel strongly about at TravCon. And you have a really unique way of doing it. Like what a really brilliant idea how you've come together. You started actually as a game night, right? <laughs> yes, I did actually. 
yeah, uh, I was I was doing a travel assignment in San Diego. And you know what they say, necessity is the mother of invention. I am a people person. And when, so when you move often, it's, it's hard to plant roots, right? You meet people, but then you leave, they leave, we're all over the place. And that's good and bad. You can go to a number of different states and connect with the people you met where you met them. But as far as uh, you know, having roots and people around you, a community, it can be a little difficult as a traveler. So yeah, I, I was living in a, in a, a pretty nice building in a, in a good neighborhood in San Diego and our building had a rec room that was nice. And I started hosting game nights. And then from there, I, I got them uh, sponsored actually by an agency who was um, courageous there, I say. I mean, they were, they just, you know, they gave me some money. Hey, bring travels together. They didn't really ask for anything in return at first. And it was, it was a great opportunity to just get people together, have some good fun. Yeah. And it, that was like the seed that grew it all. That's fantastic. So you started as the game night and then you grew to trips not just local trips but international trips yeah as so med, as med travel hub right as med travel hub yeah we started at, at, at game nights and then from game nights we actually did a couple of mixers i think we might have done three or four mixers in in the city of san diego uh we had this one location that was right on the beach right on mission beach uh san diego for those who don't know has great weather pretty much all year round so this was like a roofless place like you can watch the sunset or it's just amazing. Yeah. There's fire pits. Um, so we did a few mixers up there. And from the mixers, uh, truthfully, I felt like I needed a vacation. And that was like, the, you know what? How about we take this show on the road? You know, let's get everybody and let's just go. And, and that the, the summer of no, the, the, the fall of that year, I uh, found 20 of us in Thailand together on Med Travel Hub's first trip. 20, that's fantastic. It might've been 19, but yeah, something like that. And so you organized the trip and they all joined you for what, a two week period? That first trip was, yeah, that was 14 days. Wow. And you know what? It's crazy. We did, uh, we did Bangkok, we did Chiang Mai. Bangkok went up north. Then we went back down to uh, Phuket and then the PP Islands. Four yeah. destinations in Thailand. And it was a long trip, but it didn't feel like, okay, I'm ready for this to be over. Like when it ended, it was perfect. You know, like yeah. we went to the city, we went a little more north to the mountains and then we had two more beach destinations. And it just like, when it was over, it was like, wow, that was a great two weeks. And, and it was a consensus. We all felt the same. So then where did you go from there? After Thailand, the very next trip was Spain and Morocco. Oh, beautiful. That was the following summer. For those who haven't been to Morocco, I, I love Barcelona, by the way. I had some great experiences there. My, like The food experience in Morocco was, for me, unbelievable. I mean, so much good food. And we try to do like a cooking class in every, every country we go to. Good. So we did one in Thailand. We did one in Morocco. Morocco and Spain was one trip. So we picked one of those destinations. But we made and had the best food. And... That was a great experience in and of itself, but Morocco was an amazing place. I'd definitely go back. From Morocco, we did Thailand again that following fall because it was such a popular destination. I couldn't get everybody that wanted to go on the first trip. So I said, let's just do it again. Uh, and we went for the Lantern Festival. That was a great time, aesthetically, just to be part of this experience where thousands and thousands of lanterns are being let into the air. I've seen um, pictures, it looks magical. Yeah. yeah, you know what? It's a big tourist trap event. 
the whole situation is a photo op. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. But it didn't take away from the magic, to be honest yeah. with you. It was just, it was beautiful. And and it's like everybody, it's funny, this really quick, like some people were letting their lanterns off early and people were like, no, no, you're ruining it. No, stop. <laughs> and I think it was a language barrier because it's people from all over the world. And yeah. and the lady's counting down and they're, they're going up. It's like, no, stop, not yet. But uh, watching all of those things kind of go into the air together and, and the festivities, festivities around it too, the cultural festivities, it was a beautiful moment. From there, um, we went to Colombia. That was actually this February. Uh, that was right my before COVID. Right before COVID, we got back from Colombia and was like, "What happened to the world, guys?" Like while we were away, <laughs> it, everything had changed. But um, that was the best cultural experience I had traveling. That's a long story. I talked to you guys more about that maybe on another podcast. But yeah. the best cultural experience I connected so much with Cartagena, especially. Um, beautiful place. Uh, we had three more trips for this year that would have been Zanzibar and Tanzania in Africa for a safari. Um, Amazing. Oh, Amazing. Highly that, recommend it. Oh, you've been? Oh, you're so I've been. Done it, done it many years ago. I do recommend you don't buy the cheapest one. That's the one I did. We had like holes in our tent and got mm. a little ill, but you know, we got the full experience, the end yeah. experience. But Zanzibar, well, I mean, it's white sands, green water. You know, I have a friend who's a photographer. He went, he took pictures. I saw pictures. I'm like, where is this place? It's magical. He said, Zanzibar. I'm like, where is this place? I did not know. I knew Tanzania. I didn't know Zanzibar. It's off the coast. Right there. I'm like, I'm making a trip there for the hub. And well, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, that's the train movie. If you ever saw the train movie with Val Kilmer, how they built the trains and the lions were eating the train workers. Mm, you got to watch the movie. It's really good. It's Val Kilmer was in it and it's Lion in the Darkness, I think it is. And it was a true story as they were building it. Lions were preying on the workers. <laughs> just started crazy. liking to eat humans. And so everybody's like, you're not going on that train, are you? And that was the actual train from uh, Nairobi to the coast, I believe, is that stretch. Ah, so wow. see the movie before you go. Yes, I scare myself. Uh, yeah, so unfortunately, you know, because of COVID, we didn't get to continue the plans we had for this year, which also included Greece and a number of islands. And then we we're going to end the year with uh, Vietnam and Bali. But, you know, such is life. So how does it work if somebody is partly into the trip and then they decide, yeah, this isn't for me or I want to stay longer? Can they split off from the group? Um, yeah, they can. So the thing is, uh, it's kind of a package deal. So, you know, when you choose to participate and pay for the trip, there are things that you're paying for. Um, there's plenty of flexibility and free time be, uh, built in because I'm a firm believer in we're adults, this isn't a school trip. You don't have to hold hands the whole time. Mm -hmm. Choose the people you want to share experiences with. And there's a formula, I've got it down. And it's organic, it's not my formula. It's what I've noticed happened. You get there, everybody's interested in getting to know everyone. It's like, all right, some of these people know each other. Some of these people are new, we all hang out. As the days go by, you find the people you have connections with. And by the end of the trip, people are just like, hey, you wanna just like go here and they break off. And it's perfect that way because you do the things you want to do and have the experiences you want to have. But I always built in time for everyone to get together. So to answer your question, you can go off and leave and go maybe somewhere else that's nearby. But there are things you would have paid for already that are kind of built in. 
So, oh, sure. you know, that, that would kind of be up to you, but there's, there's plenty of opportunity for, for people to kind of find their own paths and, and take them. And like you say, it's, it's pretty cool that they, that you allow it to sort of organically move forward. Just no, people aren't penned into doing what's exactly there. You've got a lot of free space. So nicely done. Where can they find out more information if they want to join the next trip once things open up? Yeah, so um, you can go to medtravelhub.com. Uh, we are in a rebuilding phase because, uh, you know, 2020 happened. And um, so the, all the trips and things that I had on there, we kind of removed them right now. It's kind of, it's like a message about COVID and yes. what we're going to do in the future. Um, but for 2021, I am, I am closely monitoring the international community and what travel and tourism is doing. Um, I don't want to be selfish. And I am considering not just the health and safety of us and the people that come on a trip, but we have to think about where we're going and the people we connect and interface with and the communities that we visit and the locals. We have to think about their health and safety. So true. So just because we could does not mean we should. And that's that's not, no shade to anyone who is traveling, is planning travel, but I have a responsibility as a facilitator of this um, to think about you know the people I'm traveling with and the places I'm going to. So even the things that I have planned, I'm not quite putting it out there yet. I'm watching what's happening in the world, but you can always check out the content that we have and, and some of the things that I share about travel on our Facebook page, also at Med Travel Hub. There's a page and a group, okay. both. Uh, like the page, join the group at Med Travel Hub. Um, and then on Instagram as well, at Med Travel Hub. Excellent. And for everyone who's listening, we'll also have the links in the notes below. So you'll be able to find them down there as well. Jonathan, thank you. As a longtime traveler, can you share with the other travelers that are listening something that you feel is important as a traveler that makes it makes the journey worthwhile? Something that you feel that you'd like to share? Yeah, well, I think what's particularly unique about being a traveling healthcare professional is the flexibility of it, right? I mean, that, that sounds like an obvious, but it is extremely flexible. What, what you're afforded is, if depending on the city you come from, you come from a smaller town or a smaller city, once you start traveling, you notice that you can almost double your income, right? Very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. So true. Right. So now think about this. You have more time because you don't have to put in your vacation and hope it gets approved. You work whatever you're scheduled for, then you're off to do whatever you want. Now, people still have to work and they have obligations, but you can schedule your time off and your breaks and your plans as, as you see fit. So you have the flexibility to do that and maybe a little bit more disposable income. Time and disposable income equals opportunity. So my advice is to take time to think about what you want to do with your time and the opportunity that you have presented to you or the opportunity that you're taking, right? In this time with COVID, okay, you go to a city, maybe you can't do the exploring that you want to do, and that's fine. But COVID isn't going to last forever. We will figure things out. Life is going to be a little different, but we will, we will figure things out. So if you want to explore, uh, that's great. Go out and explore, but make a plan for your time and the opportunity that you're given in this time. That's my thing. Make a plan. Don't if you want to see things, make a plan. Go ahead. Don't waste it, basically. Don't waste yeah. it. I'm a, 
I am a bit like I'm a time warrior. I'm not gonna say I never waste time, but when I do, I'm always annoyed with myself. I yes. mean, time is so precious, and I'm not gonna start preaching here, but I'm just saying <laughs> it is finite, it is delicate, it is precious. Use it wisely. Think about what you want to do with it and do it because we have opportunity in this position as travelers to to use our time in a way that others might not have the flexibility to do. And I really suggest you think about how you want to do it and do it. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on the uh, Travel Nurse and Allied Life podcast, Jonathan, and best wishes with you in the coming year. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the conversation. Take care. Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at travcon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a comment below or email us at podcast at travcon.org.